This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Donna and Steve show without Steve. <laughs> oh, man. That guy, I tell you, that is the voice of Miss Shannon Paul. Hello, Good morning. And since we are socially distanced, do I sound okay? Because I can hear you and you sound lovely, but I'm just worried that I'm doing this wrong from over here. I think you sound okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well done, technology. Yes. Well How's it sounding in, in your ears, your voice? Well, I usually sound pretty to myself. That's not the tell. <laughs> that, you know, that won't solve our problems for everyone else, though. So uh, I think I sound okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I think you're coming through loud cool. and clear. Thank you for filling in again. We appreciate you yes happy friday happy friday we have to do uh we have to give an update on our situation from a couple of days ago (laughs) i had a thermostat problem yes which turned out to be way bigger uh get to that in a second but you had a problem with your washing machine that you were determined to fix yourself and mine turned out to be way smaller and Good. so, like, uh, so it was turning out that I, I was I, I went through all the, the troubleshooting to figure out what was wrong with my washer. It's a new ish washer. That was part of the reason why I'm like, it can't be broken, broken. And so it turned out that it was the lid lock. Okay. And so that's one little mechanism. It's a switch and you just plug it into, a, a, you know, plug it into a little adapter and plug it back out. So I was able to do that thanks to some videos I found on YouTube. And so I was very excited when the lid lock replacement that I ordered came yesterday. Okay. So I went downstairs and it was, it, you, I, okay, first of all, let me tell you how excited I was to do this. Oh, I bet. I actually had a couple of friends over. We were doing a little social distancing thing too. And my comedian guy friends were over. And when Amazon dropped off the package, I was like, uh, <laughs> and I go in and mess with this real quick. And they're like, do you? Because they know me pretty well. So I left them to talk amongst themselves and then went down. I put it in and... Huzzah! It worked. I was, it was, you know, it was so easy. I was almost right. And so I put up a little video. It's on my Instagram page. And I almost didn't post the video because it is so, it took me literally, once I went downstairs, five minutes. I think that's awesome. Yeah. It took me longer to put my phone in a place so I could record me messing with this thing than to actually do it. And so, how, how much did it cost you? If you $26, including shipping. Damn, girl. Right. And so I'm like, okay. Because I mean, I do have a service plan. And 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 I I didn't look to see if the washer was still under warranty. I didn't see about that thing. Because okay. it's new-ish. So it still maybe could have. But it's the kind of thing that... Once I started looking in, I just wanted to know it was really broken. And so once I started trying to diagnose what was wrong with it, I'm like, oh, that's a thing I can fix. And I like to be able to do those kind of things. Like I would have sure. felt silly. You know, a repair person, he would, you know, they would have done a great job of coming over because I'm sure that they could have just, they probably wouldn't have had to do what I did, which was run all of the little codes to see which was sure. wrong. Yep. They, this is, seems to be one of those recurring problems. So if you lived in that world, 
they would probably come over, see what the symptoms were, and probably would have checked that first. Sure. I didn't know to check it. Now I know, okay, I know what that symptom means. What is the uh, brand of your washer? It's a General Electric. Electric, uh, so GE. It. Okay. And I was very, I mean... It's 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 a silly thing to be very proud of myself of, but no. I'm very very proud that I was able to figure this out on my own. Listen, so, I was so excited when I simply replaced a toilet um, right. cover, yeah, <laughs> and a new seat. I yeah. was like, I can do this exactly. And I think that we need to give ourselves some little pats on the back and some kudos for doing those things. Like I'm redoing some things in my. Uh, office slash home studio at home as well. And I, you know, you make some mistakes and you have to go back like yesterday. A good, I'm glad that my friends were coming over too because I went to move my desk, which I've had for a really long time. And so I moved this desk and I heard it crack and I was like, oh no. So I, it was broken and I would have maybe tried to fix it, but I'm like, no, that was kind of, it was like really good Target or really good Ikea. Like one of those things that really isn't made to be fixed. So I'm like, huh. it had a good run. It's a good sure. run. So I ordered another desk and I'll put that together next week when it gets here and it'll you, make it. Yeah. You rock. Thank That's you. awesome. Now, I'm sorry. What's going on with your world? Though? So on, on the other hand, I have a text from a neighbor that said this morning when I was on my way to work, you have a huge package outside on a pallet. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Let us know if you need help getting it inside. So I'm like, nope, that's staying outside. <laughs> um, I it turns out I did need a new air conditioner. Oh, so, well, at least you know you did all of your you did I your did due the diligence, troubleshooting. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what had happened was, yes, my AC, which is 22 years old, right? Um, they're at my house right now, by the way. Okay. Um, the <sighs> I don't know. The coil failed yeah. and then it ended up leaking into right. my furnace, which is four and a half years old. Oh, so it wrecked all of that. It wrecked the circuit board, which needs to be replaced. I mean, the filter was soaking wet. Right. No, I've it was seen pulled out. before I had my air conditioner replaced a few years ago that it was it had the rusted through. It was older as well and it had it rusted through the drip pan. And so it was <laughs> soaking everything in the basement. And so I get that. That's terrible. But yeah, they're going to get it out. It's going to be... It's going to be fine. You need to... And here's the thing. You need to take pictures of your new air conditioner like next to you, <laughs> like glamour shot photos, because since that's not a sexy thing, we just act like it's not a big deal. Right. But you go, Donna. That is a big deal that you Thank are a you. woman. You own your house. You get to take care of it. You're putting in these new appliances. You're putting in these new, the new furnace. You're getting your business done. Right. So you need to give yourself credit for that just Thank as you would you. if you went out and got a fancy ball gown Thank or some you. new shoes. So. Thank Thank Congratulations. You. Oh, I'm telling you, this is the point in home ownership where everything starts falling apart. And I've I, got hail damage on the roof. My AC's going out. My furnace needs a new part. I just got a new washing machine. It's I just like, want you to feel next? empowered by that. Though. I'm going okay, to, because, just because you're inspiring And if, me. if you just look at the numbers of people, of women who own their own home, we are still in the minority. So you are doing a great job. You Thank are doing you, a great job. Ms. Shannon. Yes, you are welcome. I applaud you. If there's any ever, any, ever anything I can do to help you and support you, <laughs> I am there for you, Donna Valentine. You're awesome. Yeah. You I'm should... serious, though. I mean, I applaud. Home ownership is a big it's deal. It's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real hard, right. you guys. Don't yeah. be fooled. <laughs> no. um, so, okay, congratulations to you on that. And thank you, by the way, to Dean's Home Services. Um, oh, yeah. I got to say hi to Ray and mm-hmm. Eugene and Stephanie and Joshua, I think, is at my house right now so appreciate you guys Mm -hmm. um so today 
I'm not sure if we're gonna if Rocco's gonna get this done or not, but we do a segment called Drunk Donna Stoner Steve. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That comes up at eleven thirty. <laughs> like your response. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I've heard it. And oh, so yeah. I didn't know if we were gonna do it either. I'm like, okay. Fair. We will find out together. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. coming up at eleven thirty. So stick around for that. Uh we are gonna conclude tool time <laughs> on the Donna and Steve show. And I'm gonna come back with some things that made me go, huh? I've got some fun facts. Like, there's only one of this particular type of animal in an entire country. I will tell you what it is when we come right back on the Donna and Steve show on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back, you guys. You are listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Steve is out. Miss Shannon is in. Good morning to you. Hello, everybody. I got some fun facts to share right now. I'll start with some goofy ones and then I'll give you some good news that has to do with flying and COVID-19. Okay. An apple, a potato, and an onion walk into a bar. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, No, they all taste the same if you eat them with your nose plugged. Well, I have read things before that say that your sense of smell really does affect how the flavor of things are, yep. but I, are you, hmm. An onion and an apple? Yep, and a potato. Wow. Because your brain, maybe it tricks, because they have similar-ish textures, maybe? Our sense of taste is 80% made up of our sense of smell. You know, whenever I don't want to taste something, you know, or somebody's like, here, try it. It's just, you know. You plug your nose. It's hog brains. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, you plug your nose, you don't taste a thing. Ah. So I don't know I mean, I would assume then that everything tastes the same if you plug your nose. Right. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, fun fact. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh, you may or may not know this, only sold one painting in his entire lifetime. Oh, really? Yep. We just know the other ones are famous-ish because right. he's Vincent Van Gogh. Right. Just ah. a few months before his death, he sold his painting, The, um, the Red Vineyard. Okay. It was sold in Brussels, Belgium for 400 francs. Well, that makes me very sad, actually, because he has too. such a tortured existence as an artist when you read about, like the history of Vincent Van Gogh. Willem Dafoe um, was in a movie portraying him. I, I think it's just called Van Gogh. Okay. And it was so depressing. It might be the most depressing movie I've ever seen. I would think so. Yeah, I'm not going to pick that one. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, don't. Uh, let's see more fun facts. Tears contain a natural painkiller, which reduces pain and improves your mood. So it's good to have a cry. Okay. Fun, 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 fun. Next time you get an owie, if you can like direct your tears into it, maybe it'll be more efficient. Right? Yeah. So just cry when you need to. It's actually (laughs) an endorphin. Okay. Which is why you get to feel better after you do cry. And now this on squirrels. (laughs) God, they just you got me the, already. They got, <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, squirrel, <laughs> I, I am telling you, there are so many nuts all over my, my backyard. It is so annoying, and even more annoying than that is when they get into your, um, what you call it, the slats of your deck. Yes, they get like wedged in between there, and it's just so oh. You might, I mean, I my first ring suburb squirrels are not that bad. My si- my youngest sister's city squirrels 
are terrible. Really? Like they're they're like really bad neighbors is what they are. <laughs> they are just so just what are you going to get to me? What are you going to give me? Like they are so like borderline domestic. Really? Because they're just, you know, cuz she lives in uh North Minneapolis, uh, okay. borderline northeast. Okay. And they are pervasive. Like <laughs> they are the yes. bane of her existence. I'm always surprised too that in her little neighborhood, she has so much wildlife cuz like I said, she lives over northeast, so she has squirrels, she has um rabbits. And recently they have a possum oh, that they're, like um, some baby possum wandering around. And I didn't even know the possums lived in the city here. I hadn't seen one since I still lived in Texas. I assume they live everywhere. Hmm. And, you know, they I have really none of that over fast. next to me. Oh, that's I, good I, news. I rarely see a rabbit. All I have a pretty reasonable, like a, a, a family of squirrels, like a normal amount of squirrel action okay. in my house. Well, maybe you'll be interested in this. Yes. Maybe you won't. Hmm. This is for the squirrel people. Okay. Um, squirrels actually forget where they where they hide about half of their nuts. Oh no! So not all squirrels bury their nuts, and the ones that do only recover about twenty six percent of them. So they're stashing them away, and then they just kind of just go low. They're like, ah, oh, I'll find some of them. That makes more sense when we say, "Oh, look, squirrel," and we act like we say people are squirrely. <laughs> like I never really made the connection as to why we would attribute it to that right. animal. So now it makes more sense. Okay, and, they're and, very forgetful, and they can't make a decision either. Right? It's like, are you coming into the road or out of the road? Which one? Right. Let's go. I got places to be, and I'd rather not get them over you. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, okay, there is only one pig in the entire country of Afghanistan. His, is it a pet? Well, funny you should ask. Okay. His name is Konzir. Okay. Konzir, probably. Mm-hmm. And he's in the um, Kabul Zoo. Okay. And it's an Islamic country. So uh-huh. that means they don't eat pork. Right. And they're not even allowed to touch pigs. Ah, so they have one example. Yes. In the there's zoo. no need for any other pigs. That makes sense. Okay. I'm sure he is a very protected swine. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you can't touch them? Mm. Hmm. Okay. Um, and now this on COVID-19. Yes. Researchers say the odds of catching COVID on an airplane are smaller than you think. Now, how much smaller, though? Interesting. (laughs) Okay, Um, okay, so here's what they're saying. Experts are highlighting um, very few documented cases of in-flight transmission of the virus. Okay. Filtration systems on flights circulate air every two to three minutes with filters that capture over 99% of particles. So you're saying that there's not enough time for my person next to me to breathe on me. Or it has to, yes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Oops. Okay. So there's a professor at MIT who calculated the chances of someone catching it on a short haul. A short haul. Okay. With three seats on each side of the aircraft, you know, like... Um, like planes like the Airbus 320 or Boeing 737. So let me slow you down. So with three seats, you mean with each of them full, though? Does it say? No. Okay, I got you. Um, I mean, yes, it does. But three, just... Just if I just I, I guess I'm just saying... Plane, need, yeah, I'm just and saying... And there's three seats on one side and three seats on the other. Right. right. I just wondered if the study went into account if somebody was sitting directly next to you or if it didn't matter. Hmm. Because that makes me feel differently, too. Like, well, if it's... Okay, if it's if it's okay, as long as if it's me and a seat between me, then right. maybe I believe this study. The middle, <laughs> if the middle seat is empty, then the, I believe this study. The likelihood is one. Okay, your chances of getting COVID is yeah. one in seven thousand seven hundred. Okay, okay. So if we're going to assume that everyone is wearing a mask, mm-hmm. the flight is full. Mm-hmm. Your chances of getting COVID in that case on a flight is one in. 4,300. Okay. So this guy says three things need to happen for you to get COVID-19 on a flight. Okay. Uh, There needs to be a passenger who is contagious on board. That's a given. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, let's start there. Okay. Um, That person's mask would have to fail to contain the virus. Okay. And the person has to be close enough to you in order to transmit. Like within the six feet. That they're saying. Yes. All right. So, I mean, that makes me feel a little better. A little bit. A little bit. Have you flown at all? Not since March. I actually got on a flight the day after we had our first case here in Minnesota. No way. Yeah. And so, like, because I, I was actually, like, like Holly and I were on the air and got to talk about it and went to the governor's uh, announcement. And it was... It was nerve wracking then before we really knew anything. And right. so I have not had to do it since then. But I have friends that have traveled and they've figured out a way to make themselves calm about it. And, okay. they, and some of them are, are, are just they're, none of my, all my friends take it seriously. So they're doing their own Naomi Campbell diligence now when they're on it and doing that whole thing. But they were able to go, you know, I wore my mask. I put on, you know, my one friend not only had a mask, she had a face shield as well. Oh, wow. That's and, a good idea. Yeah, too. So she did both and she was comfortable with that. Okay. It, and what really seems what, what the, when they're reporting back to me, what they seem most stressed out about is when they get home. Right. Just the, the 14 days after you come back. Right. Going, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, oh my and goodness. I, I'm one of those people who. of uh, the times I fly, I get sick. Oh, goodness. 90% of the time, I kid you not, I always get a cold when I come back. And I'm usually okay. Oh, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had a flight that I canceled for a vacation in May. And I had a friend who just got married. And I just, like a very close friend. And I'm like, I am sorry. I'm I'm not getting on a plane Right. right now. So... Anyway, well, that's a little reassuring, though, mm-hmm. the, the news. So anyway, when we come back, you guys, um, Ellen is offering some interesting perks for her employees to boost morale. Good morning. Welcome back. Happy Friday, you guys. Thank you for listening to my talk, 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna and Steve, minus Steve, he is off today. So Miss Shannon is joining us again. Hello, hello. Hello. Thank you for being here. Um, So here is the deal. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about Ellen and what she's doing for her employees? Yes. And I'm curious to see what you think about it. Um, I kind of love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Okay, let's share because I agree with you. Okay, good. Okay, so um, apparently, all right, everyone knows that there are rumors or or people uh, who are employed by the Ellen Show have said it's a toxic work environment. For multiple reasons. So partially they kind of have vilified Ellen for being, we'll just say for lack of a better word, super diva and not very nice. Right. But then there also was a bunch of other things there where there seemed to be like some uh, misconduct with some of the other producers. Yes. And it was a very toxic, like, you know, some harassment issues were going on as well. So they needed to do some cleaning of house right. over there. It, it sure sounds that way. And it sounds like they have. Right. Which is awesome. Yes. Um, but what she's doing is she's increasing perks for her employees. Um, they're going to receive increased paid time off. Mm-hmm. An additional five days to what they were already receiving. I guess it's it also varies maybe from employee depending to depending on how much they would have gotten right before. Mm-hmm. A generous medical leave policy. Um, this has been confirmed, by the way, and it looks like um, they're you know they produce like 170 shows per year. So it's a very grueling schedule, right? I'll be honest with you. When I first read this uh, headline about it, just saying you know they were increasing perks. I was like, please be something worthwhile. Not like we get cupcakes on Friday, you know, something like that. Right. So I'm glad that it's something tangible that actually would do something to make you feel because you do work and work and work. And I think especially if you work in the entertainment industry, it's a very grueling schedule. But because it's, quote unquote, fun and entertainment, people just think that you should just do it because you love it and that yes. you couldn't possibly be tired. Right. It's actually a job. Exactly. You know, so... Especially a lot of those behind-the-scenes uh, uh, parts of the job. It's oh. a lot of work. I mean, the. I mean, think about the producing. Yes. You just know? coming up with content day after day. It's a lot of you're always on call you're and always looking for something. Yes, you're making phone calls constantly. You're You're chasing people down. Right. Dealing Uh, with all these different personalities and trying to keep everything going. And the more we read about this story with Ellen DeGeneres and what was going on in that environment, I kind of feel like it was she was supposed to be the leader of this group. And I feel like she somehow had a disconnect. Yep. She even even admitted to that. Yeah. So she had a disconnect and all of these things were going on uh, below her radar. And she was just living Ellen's life and thinking everything was fine. And I think that's part of the issue is People were expecting her to lead. Yes. And they're going, how do you not see this? Right. And she just, I i mean, I really feel like she just really lost control and didn't see it. She just I, trusted the people that were a level before her, below her, and went about her business. Yeah. And I, now it's turned out that was a really bad decision. I think it's really common, though, I agree. for people in, in power who have, you know, very, you know, um, highly managerial types of jobs Sometimes you lose sight of what's happening around you. I mean, I I worked for somebody one time who had no idea that one of his employees, everybody else knew, right, was doing some questionable things, taking right. part in some activities on the work premises. Right. That they shouldn't have been and I'm like, how does he not know this? The other thing that I think you and I have both dealt with is I When you're in the entertainment industry and you're a really good talent like Ellen DeGeneres, and I think you and I have both done this because you've worked on ensemble casts like I have. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just because you're the lead talent doesn't mean you're a good manager or a good leader. You're just really great at what you do and you're the face of the brand. Right. And so there's been times before where I've been in this ensemble class and the person who was the face of the show 
was terrible at leading. Right. That just they were great at being talent, but they were a terrible manager. Yep. And so when you put them under a situation that uh, put them in a situation where they're actually supposed to be the manager, right. that they can't do. I think that there's some people We'll use like Ryan Seacrest as an example, where he seems to be really good in front of the camera, but he's also good at managing his company, it seems, when you read stories. Yes. And maybe Ellen didn't have that skill set. And that's very possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think part of, um, I think there has to be a level of self-assessment. Like, I know things about myself that aren't positive but i'm aware of them agreed i yes i think that can make you better at your job if you go okay so i'm not good at this i'm gonna give this to that person right and And what type of manager are you because i've been a manager like a department head and those kind of things and i think i was a good manager but there's some people were going yeah you got promoted above what you're capable of just because of certain personality right (laughs) and so that happens right where you're you're really good or you're a great producer you're a great uh you're a really funny person you're a great writer all of these things it doesn't mean that you're the best as far as your other strengths Mm -hmm. that you're the best leader for the team right I can tell you this. I um, taught a broadcasting class mm-hmm. a few years ago, and I knew right when it was only for, you know, a semester, right. when, when it was all said and done, I went, you know what? I'm not a leader. Mm. And and that's just a fact. I'm not a leader in that sense. Like, right. I, not that I'm not a leader. I'm not authoritative. Okay, that's fair. I'm and not it might an authoritative be, person. Like, whenever we do, like, I haven't done the full-on Myers-Briggs and those kind of things, but looking at it, a lot of my friends live and die by, like, that Myers-Briggs personality assessment thing that you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, yep. yeah, but I do think that there's, you know, maybe you are a good leader in a particular setting, but you're not a good teacher or instructor, because right. I think that that's a different skill set. Right. And some people are. And, and the more, and, and again, I'm not trying to just get Ellen off the, the hook. Right. Anything that she might have done. Um, but the more you try and piece all of this together, that's what I feel more than anything else. She wasn't actively being a terrible person. It's that she didn't necessarily have the skill set to be the leader in the way that her team had this expectation. And of. we have to remember also, somebody taught me this once, perception is reality. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So if people are perceiving her to be a not nice person, that's their reality. She's not a nice person. Exactly. Even and if, once it's there, it's very hard to dispel that. Right. And I think that so this new benefits package that Ellen has given to her employees also includes birthdays off, right. paid time for medical appointments and family matters. Um, she also talked about having no idea where the now infamous no eye contact rule came from. Right. And she said she encouraged employees to look at her. She's like, please look at me. Talk to me. <laughs> Um, but it sounds like this is a reset, you know, and it sounds like Agreed. It, it's good. And I think that I think that we have to offer grace when people are accepting responsibility. Right. I, we do have an email here that I have to tell you from Mary. She says, OK, so I may not know the whole story, but if some of the employees were sexually harassed or abused, should you try to buy them off with a perk? Is she trying to stop them from suing her? Okay, that's a fair question. If a man did this, would would people be outraged? But but it was men. That was the two male producers that they 
booted. Right. And so, so they are gone. I do think that they are addressing that. It wasn't that Ellen was the harasser. Right. It's that Ellen lost control of her staff. And like you said, it didn't like how did you did you not know that? Because it seems like everybody else knew it. Right. And so she had to do that cleaning house. So thank you for emailing us, Mary. But I mean, yes. the story isn't that she that wasn't on top of everything that we've read so far. Uh, right, Donna, is that she just was a not nice person. Correct. She was a bad boss. She was very uh, uh, authoritarian and very diva-like. And you can't do that, is right. what it sounds like. Her staff, and, and this all started when we, when so many shows were trying to pivot into, we do this from our at-home broadcast, and we're setting up the studio, and her staff felt, her felt incredibly slighted because she hired mm-hmm. another company to set her studio up. Right, instead of using her own employees. Exactly, so, so they felt help. out of the loop. You know, and unappreciated, right. you know, after all of the work that they had done on this show, now they're sitting at home going, do I still have a job? Right. And so I can understand where you go. Well, all right. This is the last. Drop. And it had the snowball effect. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I love this idea. And listen, they say it's already improved morale on the set. Right. So I, I, I don't look at it as her buying them off, but her saying, I'm sorry. Exactly. And, and- Here's an off a peace offering. And I don't look at it. The kind of perks that they're getting are things that you would want in a quality work environment. Right. You do want to feel like it's okay because we've had those times where you're like, I can't take time off. I'll lose my job. Or I only get these vacation days off and it just really affects your quality of life. And right. You just the job is such a grind. And I think being able to take quality time with your family, if you have, you know, whatever that looks like for you. And it makes you a better employee. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, our Facebook question today, I should mention, because it is related to these perks. What would you like as an added perk at mm-hmm. your job? Can you think of something that you would love to throw in there, Shannon? Yes. Yes. You want me to say it now? I kind of do. When I had my nine to five job, I wanted to have like a split schedule during the day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I just it wasn't like there were just things I needed to do. And it's hard to do stuff when you're at work nine to five. So you'd have to take off like a whole day to get anything done. Like I need to go to the bank or I wanted to go to a doctor's appointment. Or somebody's coming to your house to install an air conditioner. Exactly. (laughs) Like I just need to be gone for a couple of hours and not be or or go do go to my kids uh, play at school. How does that how do how do you work around that? Because I'll be honest with you. I've never had a nine to five job. It was hard. Like I happen to have a good boss that I could do that on occasion, but you still feel guilty the whole time that you're doing it. When it's like, well, I got to go do this. And I said I was going to be gone. And the whole time you're at whatever you're at, it's a ticking clock going, oh, my gosh, is this going to take longer than I thought? Are they going to call me? Am I this? And so I just wanted to not feel that when I'm like, I just want to watch my kid play his his maracas in the play (laughs) and not have to worry about whether I'm going to get yelled at when I get back. I love that answer. Mm -hmm. We'll revisit this coming up at 1145 today. Uh, You guys can answer it on our Facebook uh, page. You can also email the show, Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com if you would like. Uh, when we come back on the Donna and Steve show with Miss Shannon today, you know, somebody saw something and they're going to say something mm-hmm. and it has to do with Ron Jeremy. Mm. And I will tell you what it is when we come right back on My Talk 1071. We are back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Mine is Steve Patterson. He's got the day off. Miss Shannon Paul is filling in. Yes, yes. Thank you for being here. I want to see what you think about this story. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something 
with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. All right. So there is this woman. She's in her 30s. She lives in New York. And she met Ron. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Jeremy in 2017. So we need to remind the My Talkers who Ron Jeremy is. Maybe they don't live and <laughs> dabble in that world even um, though he's like... Okay, so Ron Jeremy is someone who has been in over 2,000 adult films. Right. When you could be a star of that and people weren't making it at their house. He was like, <laughs> he was like a star star of that. He is, he is a big star. He really is. In that and, kind of, in that world. And yeah. he's also done some reality stuff. Right. I don't know if he was on Big Brother or I'm a Celebrity. I'm a Celebrity out, out of here. here. Those kind of shows. He actually... Poor, he was actually portrayed as a very nice guy. Right, right now, he's being accused of some uh, sexual uh, charges, right? And misconduct. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from all of that, so this woman meets him in 2017, and she ends up going to his house, and she was so shocked by what she saw that she began snapping pictures, right, and. She said it was disgusting. She was so shocked. She said you could hardly open the front door. You couldn't get in the bathroom at all. There was trash piled up, old porn memorabilia stuffed in overflowing boxes. His kitchen table looked like an unkempt outside porch. Plants had started growing around the table legs and uh, into the floor. And she honestly thought that he had to have been on that show Hoarders. Now... Here's my issue with this. Yes. She snaps pictures. They end up on the dailymail.com. Mm-hmm. I just think that's so rude. <laughs> okay. Don't you think that's just huh. like such a she just... violation of somebody's personal space? Like, okay, yes, it's all of those things she said. But to embarrass somebody by that, because a lot of times I feel like there's a, um, a mental a mental health concern, yes, attached definitely. to it, and I just feel like it's like really rude. I agree. It's not. It's certainly not helpful. It's, you know, if you're like okay, because it. If you're all you're doing is going, I saw this and now I'm going to turn it into a headline right. versus an intervention, which is usually what you need when you're on those hoarders things. It's like, OK, 
that doesn't deflect well on her either. Right. Because what was her expectation? So clearly her expectation was he's a star. I'm going to go there. It's going to be super fancy. And so then to walk in there and have all of these things, you know, was shocking. Exactly. So and I think usually when you are in a scenario like and again, we only know bits and pieces of Ron Jeremy. Mm -hmm. When you are in this scenario and in this kind of we'll call it crisis, you don't let a lot of people in. That's right. part of the reason why it gets there. So the fact that she was able to get this kind of access and then flip it around and use it for something like this is highly distasteful. Yeah. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, and she just gives this huge description. They posted all the photos. Oh, and yeah. I, and you're completely right. It clearly looks like a giant cry for help if I'm looking through these photos. Because it's like, how did that happen? And you know that there's certain pro- problems. If he has these cans of roach spray, he knows that that's an issue. Right. He and, had pet turtles. Right. She said, you know, I, I guess I can't say running around because I don't think they run. So um, scampering. <laughs> scampering. But I do think that, that part of the the... If you are this person, I also kind of think that it was... A, a attention grab versus a okay. I'm going to see if I can help this guy. Not that she needs to be his counselor. Or oh, she probably stuff. got money for the pictures. Of course, if yeah. the Daily Mail picked him up, because it says okay. So the woman gave Daily Mail two photos of uh, her with the famous porn star, and so he and her face, by the way, is not clear. There. Yeah, you know, and it it's seems like uh, what do you call it? Pixelated out, right? Mm-hmm. So that's hmm. just I don't know. It just it. It just bothered me. So I wonder if she just flat out lied to get this kind of access. And now he's stuck dealing with it when he's already dealing with a ton of things. Right. I mean, you know, there was and I can't remember the name of them, but there's a series of of, um, documentaries on Netflix where it talks about people in this industry. And it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Is it about the the women? It's about any of the the industry people. So it's like there's one I think it's called something like Beyond Porn. Okay. Um, and so it talks about people who work in the industry and it's interesting to see them go back to like the um, the 1960s, like late 60s to like today and see the variations. OK. And basically when it had its heyday, when Ron Jeremy was in it and where how he got famous during that little window in time where it was, you know, that was very rock and roll lifestyle. And it right. went hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But then it does talk about a lot of mental health issues that a lot of the performers have and, and subsequent issues that they have. Right. And so. Whenever we see a story like this, it makes me kind of go, ew, but it also makes me go, ew, about the person who's now a predator of these people who clearly have issues. Right. But there's, I mean, that's the whole reason that we get all of these stories. There's always somebody out there that is not above just turning somebody completely inside out. And telling all of their business without right. no with with no intention at all of helping them in See, slightest uh, right. at all. And you just now I know why a lot of um, celebrities probably don't let people in. Exactly. It's like why? What's their agenda? Because we know we're going to be judging. We're judging when we get a decent photo. We still judge them. Right. So if you know that they're flawed, oh my heavens! You right. know we're going to pick them right. apart. Well, That's what we do as human beings. It's true, and mm-hmm. it's sad. And sometimes and it's warranted. It. Right. Exactly. Sometimes you're like, okay, I'm a pick them apart right well you speaking know. of that and mm-hmm. rock and roll yes um ozzy osbourne yeah may have enjoyed working with post malone on that their song take what you want mm-hmm. um but this week he was talking about face tattoos okay. and for those of you who don't know post malone he's got quite a number of them. a number of face tattoos and 
Ozzy says, I would never do it. Anything above the collar should be stopped. To be honest, it makes you look dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Coming from Ozzy Osbourne, who just inherently looks dirty. Right. Like, I think he intentionally looks dirty most of the time. And then Sharon goes, that's too much. Right. Like, I felt like looking dirty was his, like, he woke up in the morning and he's like, I don't look dirty enough. Like, he'd get out of the shower and then go, how can I look grubby? Right. It's just right. his MO. It just cracked me up that he's like, you know, here he is collaborating with this artist and then basically slamming him. You know, Post looking. Malone does not care. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but Post Malone is fascinating to me. He uh, seems like a good hang. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he I seems agree. like a cool dude. Every time you're like, oh, yes, wear that dress or whatever you're doing on Instagram. <laughs> Live that life, Post. Post Malone fascinates me. Well, and he seems like he's very a very nice person mm-hmm. and he's nice to his fans. And I like that. Right. He seems approachable. And I like the way he dresses. I kind of do, too. I'm not doing it. I'm not emulating any Post Malone fashion. He can live his best life. I know. That realness is all Post Malone. But I do adore it, too. I am very big fan. It's so fun. I love that he's got his own croc line. I mean. They're always in performance mode. Do your thing, Post. Exactly. (laughs) I know. He always looks like he's about to hit the stage. You know? Like, if I could walk around in bell bottoms and like a, you know, one of those bedazzled. Um, he was rocking a suits. house dress in, uh, you know, on Instagram going, I feel pretty. I'm like, you, uh, yes, feel that. Oh feel God. all of it. I love it. <laughs> Agree. Oh Ozzy, my gosh. I, I disagree. Ozzy can't do it, but Post Malone, get your face tattoos. But I still love Ozzy. <laughs> He's my dude. I love, love me some Ozzy. Exactly. Um, all right, when we come back, we do have some music news. Let's talk about this story about whether or not live music was broken even before COVID-19. Right. Got that on the way. Also, a first live album from this beloved group. We'll tell you who it is. Coming up next in The Beat on My Talk 1071. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.